broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By Lifegate Church in Mandeville in Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area. And by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports. All sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504 260 1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access. It is the Wednesday night edition here on 1061 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tune-in app is available for you anywhere in the world to listen in via iHeart. You can also catch us at home if you can't pick up the radio at home. And some people have trouble with receivers or with portable radios or whatever they might have. Then if you have Alexa, just tell her what to play. Nash Icon, 106.1 FM or WRKN. And it will happen. Of course, you can check out our podcast following each show at CrescentCitySports.com. Just go to more at the top of the page and then click on podcast and you've got us feel free to email me anytime at ken at crescentcitysports.com we'll always respond in kind providing you are kind enough right and i will be too and you can also call the show at 504-260-1061 rudy dixon is our producer it's hump day and of course it's that time of the year where it's Somewhat of a dead period, of course, right now as we speak, the Crescent City Sports Prep Summer League semifinals going on at Lutcher High School. Archbishop Rumble-based Malcolm Dinas taking on John Curtis Christian-based the River Ridge Patriots in one semifinal. The other is Jesuit-based Retifoil to take on St. Charles Catholic-based Cretan Townsend Holmes. Those games are live on CrescentCitySports.com. You can watch if you'd like, and you can certainly watch following the show if you're not watching now or if you're watching and listening at the same time, that's all good, too. We always appreciate that. And, of course, Summer League Basketball. Pelicans getting set to start this weekend. Where that's concerned, looking forward to that. Keegan Murray, a nice debut for Sacramento in the Summer League, but the guy that dazzled in the Summer League in his debut was Chet Holmgren, who set records in his summer league debut 23 points set a record for blocks and threes in a game he had seven rebounds four assists six blocks in just 24 minutes oklahoma city beat utah 98 77 for what it's worth of course holmgren seven foot longer reach than that from gonzaga finished seven of seven 
from two-point range, four of six from three-point range, and he was five for five from the line. We know he can shoot. We know he's big. We know he can block shots, but he's thin on the rail and will get pushed around. But the versatility of his game is pretty special. Reminds some of Dirk Nowitzki, who's a seven-footer, but Holmgren looks like a better shot blocker than Nowitzki, although clearly not comparable to that superstar at this point. Holmgren insisting on being interviewed with Josh Giddy, who's going into his second year, was really good as a rookie this past year. Giddy, for his part, is giddy about having Holmgren on board. Thrilled because he feels like Holmgren's going to create a lot of space for him and make his job a lot easier on both offense and defense. Setting him up on offense, covering for him on defense. So there's a lot to like about that young chemistry. Oklahoma City with a whole bunch of young players. Jalen Williams also, he had 17 points. They've got a nice future with the nucleus that they have put together in Oklahoma City with a small market, right? Small market, get it? New Orleans, get it? Zion Williamson, by the way, they have some protections in his max deal from what we're told. So there's that. A lot of people obviously concerned about his health and whether or not he can stay healthy to be the player that he's capable of being, to be the player that he was before all the injuries, to be the player that he's going to be long-term. I mean, the man's going to 22 now. So, look, he's a special talent. He's always going to be that guy offensively. He's a guy defensively that has the ability to do, you know, enough. Never going to be proficient, you know, or outstanding in that capacity, but he has the ability to do enough. Rebounding, you know, he's not going to be a great rebounder. Just look at his size. But he can be an efficient rebounder. You want to poke holes in anybody's game, you can do it. But where Zion Williamson is concerned, the one thing that he can do is score the basketball and score it consistently. And when you have a talent like that, that you can count on to give you those points every night and create matchup problems, and perhaps even more importantly, to create opportunities for other players. Kind of hard to replace that, and it's kind of hard to think about not having a guy like that if, in fact, he's healthy and he wants to be here. By all accounts, he's healthy enough now. By all accounts, he wants to be here now. And those have always been the big questions, which is why we've questioned it in the past, but we're not the only ones. Others have too. So now it's a matter of whether or not he can be healthy enough to be the kind of player that he's capable of being that we've already seen on the pro level that we obviously saw on the college level. There's a lot to like where Zion Williamson is concerned, and there's a lot to look forward to where Zion Williamson is concerned. Now it's a matter of being able to put it on the floor on a consistent basis to be that player that everybody wants him to be, that player that everybody expects him to be because he is that guy that has that ability. I mean, it's, again... That's simple. That's a guy that has very unique skills. And again, it's a guy that when you look at where he's at, when you look at what he's done, when you look at what he's capable of doing, it's off the charts on the offensive end of the floor. Those people are hard to come by. So again, when you look at the summer league, you look at it with a grain of salt. As I've said many, many times before, don't put too much stock in it. It's just not that important in the grand scheme. It's all about building chemistry. It's all about finding a diamond in the rough if there's one out there that might be able to be on the back end of your roster. Jose Alvarado is playing there. Remember him? He was on no one's radar, basically, or very little radars of any teams because he was an undrafted guy. 
out of Georgia Tech. A bit undersized and not known as a scorer, but a tenacious defender. A good ball handler. And as it turns out, he's got the ability to shoot the ball a little bit better than maybe people gave him credit for. So can you find that type of guy? Sure you can. But where the Pelicans are concerned, when you look at the roster and how many players are under contract, it's going to be hard for anybody to come in and make this. Outside, VJ Liddell. Outside of Dyson Daniels. Makovic, again, they, they like what they've seen of him. But the thinking is he's not going to be here this year. He's going to remain abroad. And maybe he's a futures guy. Again, the, the, the problem there is space and whether or not you can find a space for a guy like that on your roster. So I think that that's down the road where he's concerned. There's still the possibility of acquiring another veteran 3 and D guy, another guy that can shoot the basketball. But again, where the Pelicans are concerned, they're really thinking at this point, I do believe that they can improve shooting from within. When you look at some of those players, Trey Murphy is a pure shooter. He only figures to get better in that regard. With Williamson here, creates spacing and a second year in the league. Herb Jones showed he can make the corner three. If he can expand his three-ball ability just a little bit, it makes him that much better. He's already a really good player. Brandon Ingram is as lethal as it comes in the mid-range game. Top two or three in the league in that regard. No question about it. Can he be a more consistent three-point shooter? He's shown that he has the ability to shoot the three. C.J. McCollum, we know, can shoot the three. The question is, does he have to generate it himself, or can he play off of someone else to get someone else to get him a shot? So he doesn't have to get his own all the time because he's capable of shooting the three, too. I mentioned Jose Alvarado. He showed he can shoot the three last year. Now he's got to be more consistent with it, but obviously that was a first-year guy that wasn't even expected to be here. So you got to like what you saw. Everyone did. And you got to like the way his shot looks and the fact that he was able to make some and displayed confidence in the process. I mean, again, what's not to like about Jose Alvarado? You know, a bit of a wild card is Kyra Lewis, a player that was hurt most of last year. He was a draft pick. He's a guy that's fast and quick. A bit undersized, like Alvarado, like Graham. You've got too many other small guards, which is why I think they'll probably do something roster-wise in that regard. I know, you know, if they can get Graham off the books, they'll try to do it. It's not a knock on him. He had some good moments last year, just not enough. And certainly not enough to be part of this rotation moving forward when you look at the assets this team has. Again, it would be nice to have another long shooter that could provide that kind of weaponry from the perimeter. And I think maybe that's something that they'll target. But you got to give Kyra Lewis a chance in terms of whether or not he can contribute, become part of the rotation, and be able to make some shots from the perimeter. Look, his shooting percentage when he did play wasn't good, but his shot looks good. You know, it's one of those shots that you see the rotation and you say, yeah, this guy can stroke it. Yeah, this guy's going to make shots. It didn't happen previously, but it certainly can happen when you look at what he is all about and what his shot looks like. So I think there's thinking that they can improve their shooting from within. Let's not forget Fallon Junis, who can make an occasional three. You don't want him shooting him that much, but when they leave him wide open and he can step into it, he's capable of making it, and that creates more open space for others because somebody's got to come out and guard him. Now, some teams are just going to concede that to him, based upon the other weapons the Pelicans have on the floor at any given time. 
But again, it's another weapon that others have to contend with. And if he can make one or two of those, then certainly it creates an opportunity. You know, Larry Nance is a mid-range to short game guy. Hernan Gomez obviously is that. Najee Marshall is, you know, more of a defensive guy who, you know, can play efficiently on the offensive end within the offense. Not a guy that's going to go get his own shots, but a guy that you can count on, you know, kind of a, a glue guy of sorts. A guy that you think can give you minutes that matter, as he did last year, if the opportunity arises. So there's just a bunch of options on this team right now. And within those options comes the opportunity to maybe use an asset or two to get somebody. Jackson Hayes, obviously, is the other that I didn't mention. And Jackson Hayes has to find a place now on this team. And in this rotation, when you look at the assets they have, when you look at the way minutes are going to be parceled out, you have to wonder where is he going to find his? How does he fit? Is he a backup five? Is he a backup four? Because clearly he's going to be a backup. He's not going to be a starter like he was last year in the absence of Williamson when they inserted him into the four spot. And he showed some promise, but then teams figured it out a little bit, didn't play him on the perimeter. And he became a bit ineffective and he ended up not getting much in the way of minutes when it mattered in the playoffs. So he's another player to watch. As I've said all along, the players to keep an eye on in terms of whether or not they're here are Devontae Graham and Jackson Hayes. I don't think that's a revelation of any kind when you look at the roster and the way it's made up, when you look at the players that are here, when you look at the players that could be here and contribute, such as Daniels and Liddell. As for Liddell, a 6'7 guy that's blocked shots, a 6'7 guy that plays tough, a 6'7 guy that competes like crazy, you know, he's resourceful on the offensive end. He's improved his shot every year on the college level. You love a guy that's trending upward. You love a guy that's motivated. And clearly he's motivated by the fact that he was projected to be a guy that was going to go anywhere from 20 to 35. And he went in the second round, closer to midway through the second round. Definitely motivates him to prove that he's the guy that others thought he was not. And that's clearly the persona that comes out when you listen to him as well. And then with regard to Dyson Daniels, well-spoken, clearly has team on his mind. His game reflects that. And it becomes a matter of how much of an offensive force he can be. He's going to defend. He's going to run the floor. He's got length. Can he shoot it at all? He doesn't have to be a great shooter. He just has to be an efficient shooter to get people to respect him so that he can create some space, not just to shoot the ball, but to create opportunities for others in the process, rather than people laying off of him. And I think about guys that came into the league. Look, Anthony Davis came in here, and he wasn't a guy that could make perimeter shots. And by the time he left here, he was a good shooter. No question about it. I think about one of the greatest players in the history of the NBA, Magic Johnson. Came into the league strictly as a 6'9 playmaker, a unique player. The league hadn't seen that type before. Who came in and was a whirling dervish. Even played the five in a famous championship series when Jabbar was hurt. But look at what happened to him. Within a matter of three years, this guy was a pretty good shooter. And he ultimately became a good shooter. He made himself a good shooter. He worked on his craft, worked on his game, made himself better in the process. So there's that as well when it comes to Dyson Daniels. And of course, you got Fred Vincent, 
on the staff here, who clearly has made an impact in the careers of players with his ability to refine shots and to teach shooting. Clearly, he made a difference for Lonzo Ball when he was here. He's helped others who give him credit all the time. And he's going to continue to do that. So Dyson Daniels becomes Exhibit A for Fred Vincent to work with. And let's see if he can work some magic with that. It's kind of like the pitching coach in baseball. You get the right guy. You have a pitcher that has ability, but he hasn't realized that ability. And it's frustrating you like crazy. And finally, you match him up with the right pitching coach. And voila, you've got yourself a 15-game winner, a top-of-the-rotation guy. Well, it's a similar dynamic when it comes to the NBA and shooting the basketball. When you've got an athlete who can do a lot of things with the ball and a lot of things on the defensive end, and the only thing lacking in his game is a consistent shot, well, Fred Vinson, the shot doctor, comes into play. And that's where Dyson Daniels fits in very comfortably with him and becomes his number one priority to put him in that position to be a better shooter on a consistent basis. As I mentioned, he doesn't have to be a great shooter. He just has to be an effective shooter. Space the floor, create opportunities, get the double teams off of Zion. Brandon Ingram's going to see fewer double teams, obviously. So there's a lot of domino effect going on here when it comes to the New Orleans Pelicans going into this upcoming season. Pelicans are somewhat of a long shot to win the NBA championship when you look at the odds. They've creeped up a little bit, but they're nowhere near the top. What shocks me is that the Lakers are 10 to 1. How can they be that short of odds with what we saw last year? Are they banking on them getting a player like Irving or somebody else? Because if they're looking at their current roster and thinking that's going to be good enough, give me a break. Don't see it. Golden State at the top, as you might imagine, and why not? Got to beat the champ to be the champ. Understood. Good team. Phoenix up there, understandably. Boston up there, understandably. Milwaukee's up there, understandably. Keep an eye on Denver. They get healthy. They're pretty good. And, of course, Memphis. With that good young nucleus, that's a pretty interesting team. Maybe the most interesting case study is Minnesota. And what they're going to do with those twin towers, Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, are they going to play those guys together? I mean, they didn't go out and get Gobert to sit on the bench. And they're certainly not going to put Carl Anthony Towns on the bench. So are we seeing a, re- a reversal in terms of trends? The NBA's gotten away from traditional bigs. And now you got two bigs on one team that could very well be on the same floor at the same time in the same offense and defense for that matter because somebody's going to have to go guard out on the floor amongst those two guys. But it's very interesting because on the one end of the floor, it might create problems for you on the other end of the floor it creates problems for the opponent again very interesting professional sports trendy and trends change whether it's football basketball baseball hockey whatever it is things go in trends and they change in fashion just like fashion clothes change all the time same thing with professional leagues and we'll see just how that works out for Minnesota with those bigs in the fold. Dallas can't be very happy without Brunson now. Don't think they're a real threat unless something dramatic changes. You know, and the other teams, the Clippers are the ones to watch, of course, because Kawhi Leonard returns and automatically makes them a threat to win it. 
if he plays like Kawhi Leonard, which you expect he will. It's a guy that missed a lot of time, though, right? With San Antonio. And now, of course, with the Clippers. But with him, they're really good. So again, the West is going to be better. The West is going to be stronger. The West is going to be deeper. But New Orleans Pelicans are going to be better. The New Orleans Pelicans are going to be stronger. And the New Orleans Pelicans are going to be deeper. There's that. Looking forward to seeing what happens. Of course, you got football season first. And the New Orleans Saints and LSU and Tulane and such. And we're going to get into that as we continue. We're glad you're with us on this Wednesday evening. It's all access. Ken Trahan with you. Rudy Dixon is our producer. We'll take a time out here, and we'll return in just a moment with more here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and on the web, we're at NashFM1061.com. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 106.1 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 106.1 Nash Icon. Hurricane victims, good news. Here's a company that can maximize your claim and make your insurance do what's right. Here's what folks had to say about them. My insurance kept changing adjusters on me. That stopped when ClearClaim got involved. Insurance told me I didn't have enough damage to meet my deductible. Then I got a clear claim and ended up getting paid more money than I thought possible. My insurance only wanted a patch in my roof instead of paying for a full roof. ClearClaim told them, no way, you aren't getting away with that. I lost all hope after the hurricane until I spoke with ClearClaim. I was shocked with joy when they made my insurance pay me $92,000 more. I was worried about having to pay for a public adjuster, but after I realized how it works, it was a no-brainer. Listen, folks, you pay for insurance, then when it's time for them to pay you, they play games with your money. You've got two choices. Do nothing and get nothing, or look out for you and your family and call ClearClaim today. Even if your claim has already been paid, closed, or denied, that's fine. Even if you've already done repairs, call 504-677-8000. Don't miss incredible Macy's Black Friday in July specials, like 50% off designer dresses for any occasion. And complete the look with 30-50% to off summer shoes and sandals. And get 40-60% to off gadgets and cookware from Martha Stewart Collection. Or get an extra 25% off with your coupon or Macy's card. Plus, download the Macy's app for even more great deals. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep the facility running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond in Buffalo and Maria in Miami. Jules in Minneapolis and Stan in central Indiana, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with experienced branch staff at over 250 locations so you get the product you're looking for. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Today on Hey Culligan, better water that cares. Jane's on the line. Hey Culligan, how can I avoid using all those plastic water bottles that harm the sea turtles? Jane, our always-on drinking water system helps eliminate the equivalent of 15 billion single-use plastic bottles a year. So, you see, Culligan cares about sea turtles, too. Aw, plastic pollutes and Culligan cures. That's catchy, Jane, and totally true. I'll take it, like now. Jane, we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Pete's property manager just took an extended vacation. He needs a replacement before this becomes a cruel summer. You wanted the lakefront for the 17th. 
How did this get double booked already? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by conducting interviews on Indeed. Visit indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. If you're injured in a car crash, never settle for less than you deserve from the insurance company. And don't settle for just any law firm. Demand Dudley DeBosier. It's always our goal to get you the maximum compensation you deserve. And with our no-fee guarantee, you pay us nothing. No fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. Call now, and we'll review your case for free. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 22-13579. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Try Taco Bell's new cheesy double beef burritos now. A melty three cheese blend with nacho cheese sauce and double the seasoned beef in classic and spicy. At participating stores for a limited time while supplies last. Prices vary, tax extra. Double the seasoned beef as compared to beefy melt burrito. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. LSU center fielder Dylan Cruz and first baseman Trey Morgan of Brother Martin have been named to the final 26-man U.S. Collegiate National Team roster by USA Baseball. LSU is one of five schools to place two players on the squad. The national team will compete in Harlem, Netherlands, July 8th through 15th, opening with always tough Japan. The Crescent City Sports Prep Summer League semifinals are today at 4 p.m. It's Archbishop Rommel-based Malcolm Dinas taking on John Curtis Christian-based River Ridge, followed by Jesuit-based Red T. Foyle against St. Charles Catholic-based Preton Townsend Holmes. You can watch both games live on CrescentCitySports.com. LSU football has added its second commitment for the class of 2024 with the addition of Debo Atkins. Atkins, an outstanding defender at 6'205", a tackling machine for Jonesboro Hodge. Atkins originally committed to Missouri in February, but got an LSU offer in late June and changed his mind. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Welcome back to the show on this Wednesday night. Ken Trahan with you here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. All quiet on the Saints front. The latest, always looking for news every day. The latest revelation, as I was about to say, surrounds Jameis Winston, who posted yet another video on social media of himself working out Throwing the ball crisply, sharply, accurately, which is not a surprise. But maybe what was a bit of a surprise is the fact that he was doing so without a knee brace, which is a big deal. Something that obviously people have spoken about for quite some time and the limitations that he has. Now, how long will he go with or without the knee brace? That's really up to him and the doctors as to what they think is possible. We all know, as I've talked about before, Joe Burrow played with an knee brace last year coming off of serious knee surgery similar to what Winston had. And now Burrow's going to play without it a year down the road. Burrow survived the season even though he got plastered on a regular basis behind that Bengals offensive line. So whether Jameis plays with a knee brace or not, I think is somewhat of a minor deal because truly it's a situation where he just needs to be effective, and he just needs to be able to do the things that he needs to do, which is, of course, stand tall in the pocket and throw the football with authority. That is his game. 
That's what he does. When you think about mobility, he has you know, a very moderate amount of mobility. That was never a big part of his game, and he's never going to be an RPO guy or a running type of quarterback. That simply isn't part of his game. Therefore, I think in his case, the concerns about the knee brace, the concerns about the mobility, the overall concerns might be a little bit overrated. It's all about him being able to plant and throw the ball effectively with impact. And again, his major strength, as it has been throughout the course of his career, is throwing the ball down the field and doing so accurately and successfully. That's been a big part of who he is, the biggest part, in fact, of who he is and what he does and what he will continue to do because that's a large part of his identity. Without a doubt, he's a guy that you want to keep an eye on in terms of being able to plant and throw the ball down the field. If he's not able to do that effectively, then obviously you've got a real problem on your hands. But again, at this time, in a dead period of time where the Saints are concerned, you're going to always look for those little nuggets of information. And here's a nugget to look at as Jameis Winston goes to social media to plant the seed about the fact that he's recovering well and he'll be able to throw the ball effectively downfield. So that's kind of where he is right now. That's kind of what he's doing. And we'll continue to keep you posted on what he is and what he is able to do moving forward. Otherwise, where the Saints are concerned, still all quiet on the southern front with regard to Alvin Kamara. No news at this point. You know it's coming at some point, and to what degree remains to be seen. We've talked about it ad nauseum, and obviously until it is resolved and until a ruling comes down, it's going to continue to be talked about. That's simply part of the deal. And the same is true of Marcus May, where the DUI looms and you got to believe it's going to be two games for him, just based on precedent, what we've seen about this type of offense previously. That's kind of what you're thinking at this point. And then, of course, with regard to both, you look at mitigating the damage and who's going to play and what's going to happen. you got Sorensen here, whom you signed uh, as a veteran player to be able to do the things uh, that he can do as a veteran player that helps P.J. Williams, of course, is in the fold, too, and he's a guy that can do things for you and certainly help and can play there if you need him to do so with effect. So they're covered to a degree at safety. We all know Terran Matthews is going to start. That goes without saying. And you still got J.T. Gray in reserve, thinking about guys that could play in that particular spot if needed. So I think they're pretty well stocked. And running back is a different animal. And again, we've continued to talk about this because it continues to be a legitimate concern as to whether or not you've got somebody or bodies that can step in and help fill the large gap, and I do mean large gap, that Alvin Kamara leaves. Because if there's a better all-around back in the NFL, it's hard to find. He's certainly top five with his ability to run and catch the football and create plays out of both. So to replace that is impossible. But to find guys that can help be productive while he's out is another story. Do you have that currently on the roster? Is Abram Smith the guy capable of doing that? Is Ozigbo capable of being a contributor? Is Tony Jones a guy you thought he might be last year, but he wasn't that guy? Dwayne Washington's more of a special teams guy. And then there's Mark Ingram, 
Still has some tread on the tire based on all appearances and obviously a good player. And again, crediting Sean Payton for prolonging his career by not overusing him early in his career when at the time Ingram was disappointed because he was one of three guys getting carries back in the day. If you remember, the first couple of years of Mark Ingram in New Orleans, the general trend of thought was this guy, he's not a bust, but he's a disappointment and he wasn't worth the investment of training up to get him in the first round. The reality was they had other guys that could take carries effectively. And it took time for him to assimilate. And by not overusing him, it preserved his career. Fast forward to where we are now in today's NFL. You need more than one primary ball carrier. Every team needs at least two to be able to sustain the ability to last and be effective over the course of what is now a 17-game schedule. It's brutal for running backs. The physicality of it all is severe. It's substantively difficult to be able to survive an entire season and remain healthy at that position. Running backs take a pounding, which is one of the reasons that teams are not investing in running backs nearly at the rate that they did years ago when they would draft running backs in the first round consistently. That doesn't happen now. It's very sporadic. And many teams get running backs later in the draft and some teams get running backs as free agents. The Saints have certainly done that. And obviously Pierre Thomas is Exhibit A in that regard, but they've done it with others too. So as a result, the running back position remains a primary concern for this football team. The other concern, the biggest concern otherwise, aside from the suspensions looming, would be the injury situation. What is Jameis Winston? What is Michael Thomas? What is Taysom Hill? I mean, clearly those are guys that you need, and those are guys that you're counting on. Peyton Turner says he's healthy, so you want to take him off that list? Go right ahead. you got to see him on the field, though, and be able to stay on the field with a level of consistency and hope that you're not dealing with another situation such as the one with Marcus Davenport over the first four years of his career. We all know what Davenport can be when he's on the field, and he's good. Maybe he's getting to that point where you can count on him being on the field. Let's hope that's the case. Andrews Pete's the other one that you put in that category because Armstead was in it, and, of course, he's not here anymore. Andrews Pete is in it. He's still here and under contract. Taysom Hill, obviously, big contract and a guy you're moving and you're counting on to be a part of that. Jameis Winston's your quarterback, and you're counting on him to be that guy. So the injuries would be the other significant concern for the Saints at this point. And you've got to wait and see just how that manifests itself and how it's going to be played out. Each one is an individual situation, but each one is equally important as the other. These are guys that are primary guys that this team is counting on if they're going to be successful and have a chance to be a playoff team, if not beyond that, in 2022. And then, of course, with regard to progress, you've got to see progress from Adam Troutman at tight end. Right when he was starting to play better last year, he got hurt again. And he's a guy that they need to be productive and to be consistent, more consistent than he's been. So you're looking at that, and then you're looking at Cesar Ruiz as the other guy that really has to be that guy and has to be more productive to be the type of player that you're expecting him to be when you drafted him. And again, the Saints are counting on Doug Marone as their new offensive line coach to be able to make that happen and help him to be the type of player they expected that he would be. So again, 
I think those are guys that you point to and say they've got to be those guys. So I'm looking at Troutman. I'm looking at Ruiz to be more productive. I'm looking at Peyton Turner to say, all right, what are you all about? Let's see the productivity that was worth the investment that this team made. Let's see you, Andrew Pete, stay on the field for 14 games or more. Let's see you, Marcus Davenport, stay on the field for 14 games or more. And, of course, the others that I mentioned are clear. With regard to Taysom Hill, Liz Frank injury, which he's had previously, very serious, difficult to overcome. We all know how hard he works. We all know how much of a team guy he is. As I've said before, he wants to play. I wouldn't be concerned about his team attitude and the disappointment of not playing quarterback because I think he's a quality individual and a character guy who puts team first, and he's going to do whatever it takes to make the team better. That's just who he is. That's his personality. And I think that you're going to get the best out of him if he's able to play. And that's a big if, obviously. So bottom line is this. There are question marks which linger for this football team. That's why they're not a favorite in the NFC. And they're not one of the top four or five favorites, according to the betting odds. And why Las Vegas only has them at eight wins. You can get eight and a half, but eight primarily, that is a losing record, eight and nine. I think the Saints are better than that. But again, I understand why they're feeling that way. They're looking at the injuries. They're looking at Jameis Winston and saying, who is he? Is he the guy we saw for five years in Tampa, or is he the guy that played in seven games for the Saints last year and did a solid job? And they're looking at not having Sean Payton, obviously, and saying, can this team continue to be a force? Can this team continue to be a threat in the NFC past the existence of Sean Payton as coach? And that's all understandable. It really is. I mean, I get the whole thought process of why the Saints aren't being valued on the national scene. And as we've said many times, Las Vegas doesn't get it wrong very often, so stay tuned. But at this point, I would say Las Vegas has this wrong. I think the Saints are better than they wins. I think they're a winning team, and I think they're a playoff team, despite the fact that there are still many questions to be answered. We'll take a brief time out here. Still to come, we'll talk about recruiting and LSU and Tulane and all the other sports items of the day. As we continue with all access for a Wednesday night, Ken Trahan here on 106.1 FM. Nash Icon, we're on the web at nashfm1061.com. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate, for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. Don't miss incredible Macy's Black Friday in July specials, like 50% off designer dresses for any occasion. And complete the look with 30 to 50% off summer shoes and sandals. And get 40 to 60% off gadgets and cookware from Martha Stewart Collection. Or get an extra 25% off with your coupon or Macy's card. Plus, download the Macy's app for even more great deals. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. 
thanks everyone for baking your way here on this toasty morning. Are you all ready to jam? Excellent. Before we get rolling, let's start by hashing out everything Bagel will be discussing. Profit margins are okay, but they could maybe be butter. Sorry, I don't mean to waffle. Next quarter, it's all or muffin. Did you have a question, sausage patty? Um, my name's Patricia. When you can't take your mind off breakfast, it matters where you stay. Delicious breakfast available at our Hilton family of brands. Hilton, for the stay. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Ray Maliazzi here. I'd like to carry more parts, but I barely have room to think in my garage. Luckily, eBay Motors has all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. Can't imagine stocking that many parts. Where would I get all those shelves? eBay Motors. Let's ride. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. This is where you get all access. Not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. We continue on this Wednesday evening. Ken Trahan with you here on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Of course, with regard to recruiting, it's always... Newsworthy, 24-7, 365, and it's pretty interesting. It's been a good week for LSU. Overall, they did have one loss, which was interesting from a player in Louisiana, and people ask, well, how can that happen? How do you lose a player from Louisiana? Well, look, there are many reasons. Whether or not playing time is going to be there, is obviously a concern, but also NILs. Let's not forget that, folks. NILs. I mean, that's clear. So a four-star wide receiver in the 2023 recruiting class reopens his recruitment because Omarion Miller has decommitted from LSU and looks like he's going to head to Nebraska. They've offered him. Mickey Joseph is there, former LSU coach. Relationship exists, obviously. Vivian, Louisiana product, number 20 receiver of the 2023 cycle, number 122 nationally. And a top five or top ten talent in Louisiana. He made the post on Twitter yesterday. You know, he's big. He's a good athlete. He's got burst. Guy that makes big plays. Aside from Nebraska, Miller with office from Arkansas, Louisiana Tech, Miami, Mississippi State, and West Virginia. And now, of course, being out there and seemingly heading to Nebraska, it is a loss for LSU. And clearly, you know, you have to ask yourself, is it a big loss or is it a just a, a little bump on the radar screen? Or blip on the radar screen, I should say. Look, you're not going to get everybody. And again, NILs are going to play a huge role, and you can't pay everybody. And I'm not saying that he's getting paid elsewhere. He, he might be, but the young man's making the decision that he feels is best for him at this stage. 
So, again, a guy that certainly bears watching this year in terms of who he is and what he's going to do. And if Nebraska is able to get him, then clearly it's a pretty interesting dynamic about where that particular entity is. So that's where they're at right now. Now, it was a very good week for LSU otherwise. The latest commit to LSU is linebacker Xavier Debo Atkins of Jonesboro Hodge becomes the second commit for the class of 2024 for the Tigers. Debo Atkins, you know, 6'1", 195, 6'1", 200, went to LSU camp. They liked him. 218 tackles, 28 for loss, 10 sacks, 2 interceptions at Jonesboro Hodge, district MVP. He's the fifth overall ranked player in Louisiana for the class of 2024, according to 24-7 Sports. Atkins is a guy that can really run well, and Atkins is a guy with very good speed and the ability to to be able to get things done. So, yeah, I like him quite a bit. I think he's going to be an outstanding player and a guy that clearly LSU is going to be very happy to have in the fold. Of course, they got Ashton Stamps too, guys. When you look at uh, the Archbishop Rommel product, defensive back, he's a guy that has good range. He has good speed. He's about six foot, maybe six foot and a half. Some play quite a bit last year, and he's a very good get for them. And I think a guy that really flew below radar. Did he have offers? Sure, he had offers from several. But I like what they were able to do with being able to get stamps, too. And they have a pretty good history with Rummel being able to get players. We all know about Jamar Chase, know about Christian Fulton. They've got Evan Francioni on the roster. We know about Greg Steltz. So they've had a pretty good run with players from Archbishop Rummel. Then Deshaun Womack, the LSU defensive player of class of 2023. He's out of Baltimore, and he had 30 offers. So he's another guy that very clearly... Uh, the Tigers went out on the national basis. This is the Brian Kelly effect. He's recruiting nationally. He has deep ties in the Midwest, deep ties in the Northeast. So I think you're going to see more of that footprint where LSU is concerned. And he's a guy in Womack that's 6'4", 255. He's an edge rusher, very quick, just watching video on him. Obviously, I've not seen the guy play other than watching video. But clearly, good-looking player, tall, fast and strong enough at the point of attack to be able to play with his hands down or with a hand up as well. So pretty interesting guy, and I like him too. And Joshua Mickens previously, Darren Reed as well. Look, that's a pretty good haul uh, for Brian Kelly. Got to be impressed with what he's been able to do at this point in time and how quickly he's been able to do it. And people are going to talk about recruiting in a different way from now on because of NILs. How much of this is due to the outstanding recruiting that you do with your staff and how much of it is due to the fact that you can offer significant money and change the dynamic of where a player could play and what he wants to do? So, look, I think that's what we have to consider moving forward. You know, you asked me about the Tulane situation as well. Look, uh, they've been able to get a few commitments as well. Most recently, the running back from East Ascension, Walter Samuel, Look, this guy's got good size. He's six foot two hundred. Uh, he runs uh, for a team that has a big offensive line and pounds the football in East Ascension. He had offers from Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech, as well as many others, but those were the ones that were most prominent. He got an offer from Tulane in May, considered it, took it. Uh, he also had an offer from Mississippi State, so you got to consider that too when an SEC school uh, is in on a player. This is a guy that has the ability to run hard, but he also runs well. He's in the 4-4-5 range on a consistent basis with that size. That's pretty impressive. So this is a guy that, again, is part of a running offense that's been very successful in it at EA, and I think a guy that certainly is going to fit very well into what LSU, excuse me, into what Tulane does. Because you look at Tulane right now, and they have you know a really good player, of course, from Ponchatoula in the fold. The running back position has been a real 
a real stress point for Willie Fritz. They run the ball, and they run it a lot, and they want to have guys that can take carries, as many as three that they want to use on a consistent basis. And, of course, this is a guy that could fit into that particular mold. Uh, a lot's going to depend on what Tulane's able to do at wide receiver overall because Michael Pratt, we all know, is a good quarterback when he has time to throw, and more importantly, if he has receivers to throw to because they just haven't had good enough receivers overall. When you look at the Willie Fritz regime, that's probably been the, the weakest point of his recruiting and the weakest point of their team is their ability to find quality wide receivers to be productive on the offensive end of things. So I think that's kind of a, a spot that they have to focus on. They have the running back they have a quarterback and now simply have to find receivers that they can get the ball to on a regular basis and then last but not least uh, before you know close out this segment too i think the other thing is perception and how tulane is being perceived by prospective recruits i think the reception is pretty good they had a bad year last year i still think it was a blip on the radar screen rather than the rule i think it's the exception all you need to do is look at what fritz did the previous three years and gone to bowl games for three consecutive years I think last year the, the Hurricane Ida situation displaced them. Uh, they had some coachings, coaching hires that didn't work out. And they've made three changes, significant changes, to their coaching staff. And look, one of the things you must do in business, I don't care what business you're in, you make hires and sometimes you don't make the right ones. And if you don't make the right ones, rather than let it grow and become a bit of a cancer, you got to cut it out. And I think that's what Willie Fritz did. He made changes at key spots on his coaching staff to amend the problems that they had last year. Their offensive line performed way below what they thought they would be last year. I mentioned the wide receiver position. The quarterback position wasn't as productive, but that's partly because Pratt got beat up and was injured and Ibietta was hurt all year long. Their defense was historically bad for the first half of the season, but then they got better in the second half of the season. So you can at least grow on that. But I do think that they fixed a lot of the problems. I think recruiting certainly is a big part of it. I think they're pretty solid at quarterback, the most important position on the field. And I think their schedule, last but not least, is a lesser schedule this year than it was a year ago. So I think that they're fixing to be better than they were last year. Got to get back toward that 500 level. You know, Got to be more competitive in the American Conference. I think all those things are coming. I like Willie Fritz. I think he's a good coach, and I think he's a guy that clearly is going to be able to be more successful this year than he was last year. As we close out this segment, uh, we want to remind you that uh, we have one more segment to go, and we'll get into that in just a little bit as we continue on. Don't forget Crescent City Sports right now. The finals, the semifinals, I should say, of the Crescent City Sports Prep Summer League going on right now. You can watch it at Crescent City Sports. The finals will take place. You can watch the championship game tomorrow evening. That'll be at 6.30 on Crescent City Sports as well. So we hope you have an opportunity to watch that too. Of course, tomorrow night we have the Three Tailgaters show coming up on Saturday. Tomorrow night we have the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour coming up with Michael Green and I. That takes place coming up at 6 p.m. tomorrow night following Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher. Glad you're with us on this Wednesday night. Ken Trahan with you. We'll take a brief time out here and we'll be back with our final segment coming up in just a moment. Again, if you want to email me, do so at Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. That's Ken at CrescentCitySports.com or call 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. We'll take the time out now. Back with our final segment in just a moment right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon, and we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Today on Hey Culligan, better water that cares. Jane's on the line. Hey Culligan, how can I avoid using all those plastics?
plastic water bottles that harm the sea turtles. Jane, our always-on drinking water system helps eliminate the equivalent of 15 billion single-use plastic bottles a year. So, you see, Culligan cares about sea turtles, too. Aw, plastic pollutes and Culligan cures. That's catchy, Jane, and totally true. I'll take it, like now. Jane, we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Pete's property manager just took an extended vacation. He needs a replacement before this becomes a cruel summer. You wanted the lakefront for the 17th. How did this get double booked already? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by conducting interviews on Indeed. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. This is Matt Crowder, live at the gas station on 41st Street, reporting on those skyrocketing gas prices. Excuse me, miss, are you buying less gas now because of the high prices? Oh, I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute, are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Well, does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, well, there you have it. Stop paying full price for gas. Download the free Upside app and get real cash back every time you buy gas. This is Matt Crowder Radio News Network. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code LOT for a $5 bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code LOT for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code LOT. Don't miss incredible Macy's Black Friday in July specials like 50% off designer dresses for any occasion. And complete the look with 30 to 50% off summer shoes and sandals. And get 40 to 60% off gadgets and cookware from Martha Stewart Collection. Or get an extra 25% off with your coupon or Macy's card. Plus download the Macy's app for even more great deals. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Whether you're working from home, an office, or both, Staples has your tech. A powerful PC that'll help me deliver the perfect presentation. Staples has your tech. How about wireless headphones so I'm not tied to my desk? A second monitor that'll make multitasking manageable? Staples has you covered with tech solutions and accessories. From the latest laptops to networking solutions. And now, save up to $260 on select PCs. The latest tech solutions are at Staples. The working and learning store. N79. In-store only. Limit two while supplies last. Zydeco Harley-Davidson, located in Houma, Louisiana, has the largest selection of trikes in Louisiana. New and pre-owned, beautiful tri-glides and freewheelers are available right now. Zydeco Harley-Davidson is Louisiana's newest Harley dealership in the state, located in Houma, and is 100% Louisiana-owned and operated. Zydeco Harley is offering warranty forever. That's right. Warranty forever is a powertrain warranty that covers all the internally lubricated parts for as long as you own the motorcycle and is available on any new or used Harley-Davidson 2017 model or newer. And of course, you'll have to do all the manufacturer's required maintenance and services at the right intervals to keep the coverage in force. Zydeco's state-of-the-art service center is available to take care of all those maintenance needs as well as style and performance upgrades. Zydeco Harley and Homa takes trades on anything with a VIN. Cars, motorcycles, boats, trailers, practically anything we don't have to feed, you can trade it in on the Zydeco Harley-Davidson of your dreams. Follow us on Facebook and online at ZydecoHD.com. Take the easy ride down the bayou. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa, Louisiana. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. 
Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM NASH ICON at NASHFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. Our final segment begins for this Wednesday evening. Ken Trahan with you here on 106.1 FM NASH ICON, NASHFM1061. Good reading at CrescentCitySports.com, including Lenny Van Gilder's story on can New Orleans have baseball again, as in professional baseball. And then he gives an example of Rocket City where he visited recently about providing hope for the New Orleans region in that regard. Part three, Saints training camp countdown by Les East, the offensive line in his ongoing series. There for you to read as well as that series will continue. Over the next couple of weeks, leading into training camp, to get you ready for that. And of course, when you're talking about Wimbledon, Simona Halep defeating the American Ansimova, no problem there in straight sets to reach the final. Halep is a former champion, so there's no surprise there. She has to be considered the favorite at this point. Reba Kinka. Reba Kina, rather, beat uh, Tomajanovic in three sets in the other semi. So the 17th seed against the 16th seed in the finals, which is, of course, an indication of where the women's game is today. No dominance anymore. No more Serena Williams. It's really a crapshoot anytime you tee it up in the majors where the women's game is concerned. Clearly the case. Djokovic survived in five sets in his match yesterday. And he's still on track to be able to win another major. And the discussion will continue as to who the greatest is all time. Is it Nadal? Is it Djokovic? Is it Federer? Is it still someone from the previous era that would be considered that guy? I think the three current guys are probably the ones now at the top of the heap when you talk about the sport in general, considering what they have accomplished. Just very, very significant in the grand scheme of things. And look, they're all from the same era, which makes it even more intriguing. Rivalries make the sport. It was Connors and Borg, Connors and McEnroe, then McEnroe and Borg, then Sampras and Agassi. You know, going at it, that made the men's game so compelling. And then, of course, in recent years, Federer, followed by Nadal, and then Djokovic, and the three of them intersecting as to where they are now, to be the great players in the sport. Of course, no dominant woman, no Steffi Graf out there. Of course, no Serena Williams, who we mentioned most recently. No Margaret Court, no Billie Jean King, no Chris Everett, no Martina Navratilova. It's a wide-open affair when it comes to the women's game, which begs the question, what's better? To have a dynastic player, like you have dynasties in team sports, or to have a wide-open situation where it could be anybody who wins. I can see the argument on both sides, and people have made it frequently. And I think where tennis is concerned, I think it helps. The rivalry is the biggest thing. If you have that one-on-one rivalry, it's a big deal, and it creates tremendous interest in the sport. But if you have the one player that's fantastic and dominates, uh, then maybe it's not the best thing because there's nobody else. So I think it does cut both ways when you think about the dynamic of the sport itself. It's pretty intriguing, and obviously it's a sport that not as many people pay attention to now as used to, clearly. Still televising it on ESPN, Wimbledon, 
I get up early morning and see matches all the time, continue to watch on a pretty regular basis, A, because it's on, B, because I do have some interest in tennis. So that part is always going to be there. It is a good sport, but Americans have not prospered in the sport in recent years. That's clear as day. Our time has just about expired here this evening. Of course, we 